Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always are my good buddies, Eddie, Chuck, Sherry, and Jenny. What's up, everyone? Hello. Hiya. Hello. All righty, all righty. Man, we have a full house today with a lot of uh, good stories going to go on, and (laughs) we're going to talk about some cryptids, some UFOs, some urban legends, a little bit of renaissance fair and we'll see where the night takes us from there how about that guys sounds good all right so chuck and sherry i'm going to turn it over to you guys because i want to hear about your renaissance fair uh expedition yeah i tell you joe we went to the local uh, renaissance festival here just outside of pittsburgh in west newton pa you know what it's been going for over 30 years and you know what this is the first time we went my wife has been you know i'm bothering him let's go let's go and he's like no yeah so you or know you what? Busy yeah, or, or yeah. something always came up. Always I had shows or something. Yeah. So Saturday we didn't have anything to do, so we did stop there. And I tell you, it was neat. It was really, really cool. They had some really cool things. Though. Yeah, I was actually uh, hypnotized on stage. So if you That's do, another story. Oh my god! You know what? <laughs> wow. I was embarrassed to even put it on. I was acting so crazy up there. But I tell you what, it's on Sherry's uh, YouTube. Channel. I videotaped the whole thing. You're uh, not gonna believe it. Oh nice. <laughs> so oh yeah. So, so if you want to check it out, uh, the other thing I did want to quick the upcoming chuck's corner uh check it out folks it's called graveyard magic uh, yeah. we actually filmed some magic at inside a cemetery <laughs> oh, wow. so, yeah so i was waiting for the work to me out any minute but it didn't you know but they didn't it went it went very well some cool stuff was under i actually used a talking skull a floating table there's there like a dance you know like a type of a handkerchief that dances around and so it's like really cool it was yeah <clears throat> excuse me and the opening for the um chuck's corner is really awesome oh eddie, eddie eddie did a great yeah. a great job awesome. on her so you know this is a phenomenal uh short video so you have to watch it cool so sherry how did you enjoy the renaissance fair it was fun we we are we on Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. We loved it. They had, um, they had jousting, um, you know, when they're in the horses and they're jousting, um, they had, um, different, different acts. They had bands, they had, um, oh, dancing, they had all kinds of eclectic things, a medieval, um, the one thing that was really and it really caught Chuck's eye was the, what was it called? A living statue? Oh, that was cool. Yeah, there was a girl that had the, you know, like it was a stone colored dress. Her face looked like stone. Completely. And all it, stone. she was really talented. Yeah. So it was, it was fun. We're definitely going to go next year. And this was in Pittsburgh? Yeah. In West Newton, out towards Greensburg. Okay. Outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, good. A lot good of good times. food and good drink there. Um, yeah. Oh, we had a nice big turkey leg, (laughs) roasted turkey leg. I've been wanting to get one of those. We had some beer and, um, yeah. And of course it was, it was pretty hot. We went on a really good day, but they have it every weekend throughout August. And I think mid September. So it runs for amount of time it's just not like a one t- one weekend uh thing and it was actually bigger than i thought i mean it, it went yeah. down like three layers it was in the middle of the woods and it I, was so cool. yeah it was pretty neat it was an abandoned 
farm at one point and so this place had taken it over and it's really they did a bang-up job it was really nice i would definitely go again yeah there as we we would have liked to seen but then we would have you know they're in different times and then you're watching something else and it's it would but um next year yeah hey we'd like to hear your horror story yeah joe, joe what's uh, up <laughs> so i I always wanted to go to a Renaissance fair. It, it was, you know, decades. I, I'd been wanting to go. So uh, maybe about eight, oh, it had been maybe eight years ago or more, maybe nine years ago. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and my sister and her boyfriend at the time, which is her husband now, we all decided, hey, we'll go up to the Renaissance fair up in uh, Erie. I oh. think it was Erie. I think it was Erie, PA. was oh, where wow. it was at the time. Neat. So we're like, okay, yeah, let's, you know, we'll we'll drive up there. This should be pretty cool. I want always wanted to get one of those turkey legs and yes. thought it would be a good time. <laughs> and we went there and it was just, you know, it my well, first off, my, my sister's boyfriend at the time was telling me, Oh yeah, he goes, he's been there before years before that, and they had um axe throwing, bow and arrows that you could do. Uh they would have a comedian where you could buy tomatoes and you could throw tomatoes oh, at Oh, them. that was neat. I did that. Yes. That was cool. I'm like, oh man, this is this is gonna be a great time. I'm like, I can't wait to like this is I haven't shot a bow and arrow for years. I always wanted to do axe throwing. And I mean who doesn't want to throw uh tomatoes at you know unfunny oh. people? <laughs> oh. But we got there and there was uh no axe throwing. Oh no! There was no bow and arrows. <laughs> oh, they uh, they stopped the um, the tomato throwing, so it was just you could listen to a comedian and boo him, which I, oh okay. my, yeah, that I'm like, well, this oh, isn't cool. Yeah. So we walked around, and it was very um, it was very amateurish, and this was supposed to be a big. Wow. A, a big renaissance. And it was just very amateurish. We said, okay, let's go get something to eat. You know, let's, you know, maybe they have some <laughs> nice medieval type food. I've want, always wanted a turkey leg. Oh, uh, uh-huh. no. Don't tell me. They, don't tell me they had a oh. KFC uh, drumstick or something. <laughs> well, they did have the turkey leg. I did get a, a turkey leg and oh, it was good. excellent. But we're walking around. They had a stand with a Pizza Hut sign, uh. a, a stand with tacos. And I'm like, what the, this is what the heck is this i'm like oh, this is just like going to a fair it's like going let's, to a fair. let's get some you know beer maybe they have some uh you know meat <laughs> or something like that and it was like bottles of bud light miller light and coors light <laughs> like you gotta be kidding me. no guinness huh no guinness no uh, that was like the three beers they had it might have oh, been yeah. like a mike's hard lemonade or something and yeah. they just gave you the you know the can or the bottle, whatever yeah. it was, no mugs or nothing like that. No kind of like mead or, you know, a, you know it was just very non-authentic. And, and How about I, I, the entertainment, Joe? They have some type of entertainment. So they had this guy that was doing like comedy and magic. He was very, he was very good. Um, we did see him. And then we watched the, uh, the jousting yeah. and the, um, well, first off, the jousting, it, it was just absolutely horrible. I mean, Chuck, me and you could, could go in my backyard on bicycles and do it better. <laughs> With, like hockey, holding hockey sticks or something. It, it was horrible. Then they get off and they they drop the jousting things and they do a sword fight, which was like we all looked at each other. We're like, this, this is it. Like this wow. is something that a 
maybe a middle school would put together. And these are grown oh. adults that are supposed to do this. So we ended up walking away from that, as did a lot of other people there. So uh, as we're walking through, <laughs> this guy is yelling at his, I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, <laughs> and he grabbed her by the shirt. My sister's boyfriend almost got into a fight with him because he's trying to get this guy away. Finally, police showed up and and actually arrested the guy because he was drunk and causing a scene and all that. And, okay, you know, stuff like that happens, whatever. So it's, it's starting to get dark, and we're like, oh, you know, maybe at night it's going to be pretty cool around here they'll have some stuff lit up and you know maybe they'll have a jester coming around or some music <laughs> and as it got darker the whole place just there was just a cloud of marijuana over it oh, i hate it that was so bad we were choking and, and like our eyes were watering and you could hear people all over the place complaining i mean it wasn't just us there was just ton there was people that were walking out complaining coughing it was so bad Wow! As we're as you're walking around too, like people are just they're trying to sell you every little trinket. It it was just it was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible experience. And we went to the parking lot, and there were so many people that were in the same like mindset that we were of of how bad it was. Wow, that's a shame. That is terrible. You'll have to come to the one in West Newton next time next year. It's nice, Joe. That's I. You know what? That's probably only an hour and a half away from you. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I tell you what, it, it I, I wanted to go to a few more after that, some different ones, but I, it that really put a sour taste in, in me and my wife's mouth. And <laughs> my brother-in-law, he was like, "I'll never." He goes, "I don't think I'll ever go to another one again." He oh, goes, "That's it was so bad." Wow. Yeah. You well, know, we one... we spent I think it was an hour and a half drive or so, and you know, you spend money. They they charge you to park, then they charge you to wow. get in, and it was just. Wow. It, it was horrible. There was like nothing there. Everything like there was no axe throwing. No, there was nothing really nothing to do but buy stuff and eat. And even uh, this place had everything, Joe. I mean, yeah. we had axe throwing. All I wanted stuff. to do the um, bow and arrow. Yeah, but they no, are, we didn't get to do that. Yeah, they had the archery. archery. You yeah, know what? The park, the parking is free. All right, guys. Well, apparently we had some technical difficulties. Eddie forgot to pay his power bill and they shut yeah. it. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You know, we're going to Eddie's going to be splicing this together out there for everyone that's listening. So uh, hopefully you guys got to hear my experience with the Renaissance Fair. If not, then, well, too bad. Chuck and Sherry and Jenny and Eddie did. But, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get to go again. Maybe next year I'll, I'll try to make it out towards Chuck's area. Yeah. Yeah. Try to make it out to Pittsburgh, Joe, because we were there for four hours and we still didn't see everything. No, no, I it mean, was pretty darn hot. So. It was about ninety-four degrees. <laughs> it I mean, so it's pretty rough. But it was a good day. I mean, it was nice. Yes, it we was. enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, good. I, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely maybe have to to check it out again because I'd love to go to one. You know, when I was in North Carolina, I always wanted to go to the the one restaurant. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but you would sit there and they would have jousting. That's and you would eat your food, but it was only with your hands. There was no utensils. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they would do jousting events, sword fighting. And you would sit there, and if you had, you would get, like, your turkey leg, mashed potatoes. They would serve your drink in, like, a, a mug. Oh, that would and be it cool. was very authentic. And that's how I was picturing Renaissance fairs. I'm like, you know, this is just a beefed-up part of this. And sadly, I never got to visit one of those restaurants in North Carolina. And I think there was one in South Carolina too. Yeah. But wait, they, they made you pretty... they made you eat your mashed potato with your hands. <laughs> yeah, there was no utensils. It was just it was ah. 
like a typical very medieval times where everything was was by your hands yes wow hey, hey, that's how I, hey that's how i grew up it sounds like my childhood yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's my experience with it so hey, i'm going to turn it over to jenny uh what's new with you it's been a while since you've been on and i want to wish you know extend a congratulations to you there's a, a new addition to your family i hear absolutely congratulations. yes <laughs> thank you yes that's probably why i've not been on for a bit uh yes i've just had a little boy um oh. so very tired coffee is my best friend at the moment <laughs> um apologize if i can't make a full sentence but hopefully you guys can help me along <laughs> uh yeah so it's uh it's been a, a good ride <laughs> uh what's your little boy's name um he's called the unusual. He yeah the unusual. <laughs> uh he's called hamish because my family's scottish so oh, oh i love that that's a nice yeah name. Oh, that's nice name. strong scotland name oh wonderful yeah i'm italian and she's scottish and irish and, and yeah, that's nice a nice combination a fiery <laughs> mix <Yeah. laughs> Cool. Very good. So what's been new with you, uh, Jenny, besides, you know, having a new edition? I'm sure that that's been keeping you very busy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty time consuming. I think I was a bit naive in thinking that it was, uh, it's going to be a lot easier. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, not, not too much new, I suppose. I, um, I've pretty much, I'm trying to think I've been working up until this point. So I've just come back from maternity leave which a little bit shorter over here than than back in the old country so we normally have like six or nine months and uh so wow yeah it's very leisurely it's very uh (laughs) it's probably a bit too much to be honest um but yeah it's definitely a difference so a lot of my friends and family back home can't believe that we're back already and i i keep saying actually for for the us we've got pretty good in um new jersey and new york it's about three months which is pretty generous um so uh, i think they're they're all a little bit surprised but it's it's totally fine a bit of a balancing act like i say coffee is coffee's the best invention ever um i think i've now acquired every single version of how you can make coffee yeah. so if you guys are ever over at my house i've got i've got you hooked up i've got everything it's my new hobby um, nice. yeah <laughs> and different ways to brew it how to make it stronger yeah oh, yeah there's yeah. so there's a there's a really good um company called Corbrick just uh, or I'm not allowed to say company name sorry scratch it <laughs> um the uh, a coffee company just down the road for here and it's actually their roasting uh, warehouse is about three blocks away oh, nice. so if you call them they'll give you a bag of beans like I guess they're offshoots and they kind of just leave it by the door if you give them a bit of cash so Isn't we've been nice? yeah so we've been we've been just getting coffee beans <laughs> from this nice place <laughs> fresh and just trying out different ways to do it so it's been a lot of fun oh, uh trying all the different really cool. yeah yeah learning something new i suppose is the best way to now have I you should... got into got into doing like espresso yes yeah i think yeah, i was saying i should probably like get, get a new job at starbucks <laughs> um, yeah, yeah we try that yeah if you're italian you must you guys like, i don't have... want to get paid in money just coffee <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I have one of my my favorite drinks is usually when I'm feeling real tired or something. I'll go to uh, my local cigar lounge and I'll tell them because I get free coffee there. And I say, nice. four, four shots of espresso, put it on ice. I put it in a big cup Whoa. and then I top it off with coffee. So I have about sixty ounces of pure 
wow. energy in there, and it it keeps me going, man. Oh my god, oh, wow. you're, gonna, nice. you're gonna have a heart attack, Joe. Be <laughs> I tell you what, there's times that I've come out of there after drinking that and having a cigar or two, and I could I could see my heart beating out of my chest, and I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna have a oh, long wow. night at work. Oh my, you better go out. Be careful with that. <laughs> it keeps that the heart was- strong. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you run a marathon after that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, really. We have our two cups of coffee in the morning. It does wake us up. Without that, we would never wake up. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I'm I'm like Jenny. Though. I drink coffee all all day long. I usually have one when I wake up. Um, usually about. I like to have one about an hour after I get done from the gym because it kind of gives me that little, yeah. you know, a little bit more energy. And then I have two cups while I'm at work at the beginning. And then at the end of work, the last hour, I have a, uh, a small cup. Wow. So it's coffee all day long, man. <laughs> wow. wow. I wanted to ask uh, Jenny, uh, have you heard any more of, of, legend in your area jenny have you come up with anything else it's an interesting subject i mean that would be kind of cool to hear some more things from you uh yeah well i was so uh for this podcast i was actually having a chat with some of my family to see if they had um anything that they'd come across recently and i can't remember if i said on the last podcast but again it's not not local to the u.s but back home uh the the well, they thought it was the witch that was in the trees. I can't remember if I told you this particular legend. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nearby our house, there's like one of those really old um, stately homes, you know, something you see like Downton Abbey. Nice. Um, it's like sort of 800 years old, really old, kind of creepy, to be honest. Like, oh I don't know, uh, like, I, I, I wouldn't want to live there, put it that way. Yeah. So in, I think it was the second world war there's this really old trees it's really old woods it's sort of like a thousand years old and um they were trying to cut down some of the forest to have wood to just you know everyone was completely broke during wartime and trying to get whatever they could and they came across there was a skeleton inside the tree trunk of this wow. particular tree Ooh. and uh, since then uh you know basically nobody really knows how this body got into the tree because it was pretty well sealed inside so mm. from there on the the legend is that it was either witchcraft or it was a witch themselves that kind of something went wrong yeah. um and uh, the tree grew around them as punishment is is kind of the urban legend um but even even that aside whether you believe that or not it's it's still a bit of a mystery and they think they dated the bones so that you, this you know quite a few hundred years old it's like four or five hundred year old bones isn't so. that amazing wow but uh they're not sure whether like uh they, the person was perhaps put inside a hollow tree trunk and left there or did mm. the tree go around them but nobody can figure out like how this miraculous skeleton got inside inside That's a tree wow. um, and then yeah they only discovered it because they were looking for wood so that's that was the one that I'd totally forgotten. Then my family reminded me, yeah. like, oh, well, how about this one that's just down the road? Um, but yeah, nobody, it's still like, I don't know if you guys have theories about how logically something uh, like that could happen. <laughs> I do have one, I do have yeah. one about that, and I'll tell you why. Before I even bring that up, I wanted to tell you that one of the things that, that I was getting ready is uh, in New Hampshire, and this uh, Jenny, it kind of comes down your valley there. Yeah, in New Hampshire, there's a, a, a lake called Dublin Pond or Dublin Lake. 
And uh, the rumor on that particular lake is that the, um, according to the legend, it says that in the late 1970s and early 1980s, a diver scoring the bottom of Dublin Lake where he encountered some caverns on the shelf floor. While yeah. investigating those caverns, the divers came in contact with some sort of unspeakable monsters. Oh, wow. That, that lived in the pocket. And that's a legend for that particular lake down in New Hampshire. So I, I thought it was kind of interesting because it's called Dublin. But um, yeah. so, Love uh, it. <laughs> for the tree, I, I have a, a pretty good idea. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because a couple of years ago, and I'm talking about back in the mid-70s in my area, I remember, and this is, you know, back then I was Catholic and stuff like that, and we had, and there was one particular house in the Union City, New Jersey area that stated that they had a Virgin Mary in the backyard. There was a tree, and, you know, when they hollowed the tree out, they were cutting, there was a Virgin Mary statue inside the tree. Oh, wow. Now, what was said that then, of course, over the years, they said that it was the, the house that was prior there, the owner had cut out a hole in the tree. And had put there the Virgin Mary uh, statue, and he had it in there for the main reason that, um, you know, he just had us a thing in the backyard decoration. So over the years, the tree covered itself, which is normal. You know, our trees will all be growing, and it grew a scab around it. And that's probably what happened with that many hundred years ago. Some mm. person might have died over there in the area, and probably next to the tree, and the tree just engulfed the, the body, and then the skeleton was found inside. Because that's known to happen now. I forgot what the process is called. It doesn't take that many years. It takes about 20 to 30 years oh, wow. for, for a tree to just, you know, because trees continue to grow and change. So if you say right now you cut a, a cavern or you cut some hole inside a tree and put something in it, in about five, six, seven years, it might be covered. You know what Isn't I mean? Isn't that something? So that's okay. probably what happened, but it's, it's good for legend. But anyway, yeah. that's what I thought. I mean, the Lake Monster. And, and then there's another one in New Hampshire that's kind of like Nessie. But it's called, I, I forgot, it's something Wait Wally or something they call it. Uh, I, could, I could have the name wrong, but it is in a lake up there. And it was told because there's a lady that, um, actually in the building, that she went for a uh, swimming tour- tournament and she went to New Hampshire. And she told me about the story. I said, wow, that reminded me of you, Jenny. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, you want to, when, when was the last time you uh, swam with the monsters in Lake uh, Loch Ness? <laughs> Loch Ness, um, I haven't been there. So I haven't been there before COVID started. So what's that, three, maybe four years ago now? Yeah. Um, and, well, I'm actually, I'm going back uh, next month, which I'm really excited because I, I quite literally have not been home for years thanks to COVID. Um, yeah. So we're really excited. So maybe I'll I'll get another swim and take some photos. <laughs> yeah, what, what I was going to say is get uh if you could, and that'll be awesome for a podcast. Uh, and to do a live podcast, it would be great if you tied one of those. Uh, what do they call those cameras uh, that you tied to you? Um, what oh, is it called? Um, hero, hero cam- is a hero. The hero, the go- cameras that you tie to like dogs and stuff. And when you go, skiing, yeah, like a GoPro. Yeah, GoPro, yeah. Tie a GoPro like around your neck as you swim to see if you can get a view of Loch Ness. There's a possibility if you feel anybody grab your leg, you'll know it could be Nessie. <laughs> hey, if, if we get that footage, we'll all be rich, us guys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But just think about how cool that would be if you put a GoPro on yourself and swim. Yeah. And now we can have Joe decipher the content. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a, an interesting podcast. Yeah, live from uh, Loch Ness. 
Yep. We'd need some big flashlights though, because Loch Ness is obviously very dark. Hence, well, Nessie, Nessie can hide so well. You can you can get a flashlight, one of those really uh, you know like ten dollar ones you attach to the GoPro. <laughs> yeah. In fact, before next month, I'll probably come up with a contraction and give it to you. Yeah, all those tricks. <laughs> that would be cool. Hey there, hey there is a couple of local legends here in Pittsburgh. I actually looked them up. Uh, one is called. I'm the having Go- trouble connecting. Uh-oh. I'm trying. Uh oh, who's yeah. having trouble? Is that me? Hello. Are you? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you I mean, hear that? Jenny? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know weird. Weird. <laughs> that, could be, that could be trouble. But Somebody it, said. Well, anyway, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh urban legends. One is called the Green Man. He was electrocuted working on a railroad uh, uh, car, and oh, wow. it was in South Park, Pennsylvania, which is probably only about an hour away from where we live, and he was very uh, disfigured. And it said, uh, oh. so, so local legend says that, that, you know, he just came out at night, you know what? So he would like walk around and stuff. And he was known as No Face Charlie. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So this guy, uh, so this guy actually lived. I mean, like it's all, it's all real. Yeah. But yeah. you know, what's, what's funny about that is my, uh, my father used to bring that guy uh, groceries <laughs> and all that when he was really? in, in a little bit oh, older. Oh, wow. So the thing with the guy was, is he got electrocuted. He was, uh, he worked something, I can't remember, it was something with the, um, with, on the telephone poles and all that, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. got electrocuted, and it actually burned him, and it kind of turned, it almost like melted his skin and turned it like yeah. a greenish hue. Right. Oh, so, Joe. What's that? No, I was saying, that's what the, the noise that just came before, they're having, I think the guy's trying to get a hold of us to tell us that, you know, your father didn't bring him anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he forgot so his And the other one is Blue Mist Road. It's on. It's in on on Irwin Road, and this is close to like a cemetery. Supposedly, many years ago, there was witches that lived there. A father supposedly killed his wife and children, oh, and yeah. so so like some really weird mist is supposed to come on this road at night, and it looks it turns totally, blue at night. Yeah, yeah it on turns. Road. It turns blue at night, and yeah. I, I, you know the biggest problem. What they said online is if you go if you go on this road, locals come out and they stick their dogs on you. Uh, yeah. So, so that's the main issue that's there. Awesome. That's over no. Gibsonia. It's in Gibsonia. It's about an hour away, right? Um. Yeah. Joe would be interested. Oh, in Joe, this one's just for you. There's a there's a plane that crashed. It was it was a military plane, uh, in 1956 here in the Monongahela River in Homestead, PA. Not far from us. It, you know, this again is like maybe 15 minutes from our house. Yeah. It was either a B-52 or a B-25, and it was seen by many eyewitnesses, but they but they just can't seem to find it, or it. or like possibly the military came in one night and just under under the guise of night maybe took it out. I don't know, but in 1956 and they still have no idea exactly what happened oh, wow well I joe I, I i accidentally cut you finish the story of the guy with the electrocution he might get a hold of us go ahead oh so he well he he had lost like his um his eyes his nose his right arm oh, and oh he, poor guy he didn't like to go out in in public anymore you know for obvious reasons people were would stare you know make fun of him this sure. and that so he was kind of like a, he became a recluse. Well, a lot of people going out to see him would bring him, you know, cigarettes, mm-hmm. pop, chips, you know, food and all that. And my old man did that a few times back in the, the 70s, brought the guy. Oh, uh, is that nice? Kind of drop it off in, in front of his house and all that. And 
you know, the guy would wait for someone to leave and then come pick it up. But Aww. he did get to see him uh, a few times. And sadly, the guy passed away in uh, 1985. He was 74 years old. Uh, you know, it, it was really sad, you know, what, what happened to him because he, he turned into like a, an urban legend, but he was just a very, you know, disfigured person from a yeah. uh, yeah. but a lot of people in the area really kind of, uh, you know, took to him and w- would drop him off, you know, a lot of food and oh, that's nice. cigarettes, you know, tobacco, whatever, you know, beer, whiskey, wine, you know, all this stuff for the guys so that he didn't have to leave his house and worry about going out into town. That was nice. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, a, that's a, yeah, big urban legend around here. That in the, uh, the hook man, I'm sure you've heard of that. No, no. Tell us what's that about. Oh, so right in, um, I actually visited the spot a couple years ago and they, um, uh, well, anyways, I, it was just right over the, the PA Ohio border, maybe about a mile or so. Um, I can't remember what county that actually is. It might be Lawrence County. Mm-hmm. It's only about 10 minutes from me. So there, the, the urban legend was you would walk into the woods uh, off the road, maybe about 100 yards or so, and there was this natural gas um, uh, pipe that was leaking you know, gas. And if you went, the urban legend was if you went out there and lit it, Hookman would come out and attack you. And it was basically a spot for teenagers to go and, mm-hmm. you know, take their dates or to scare people, you know, whatnot. But I actually mm-hmm. went out there a couple of years ago and um, whoever does that in in PA that's in charge of the natural <laughs> gas, they ended up capping. It was looked like it had been capped for some years and all that because we went to it in high school. I don't remember much of it. I, I know we went in high school, maybe in the early 90s or so, but. Just oh. as of a couple of years ago, it looked like it had been capped for you oh, know, 10, 15 years or so. Hmm, that's pretty and interesting. There was a, um, right near that, there was it was called the Glowing Grave. And Ooh. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah, supposedly at night it was this grave that would, would glow Ooh. and nobody could oh, figure it out. And everyone thought it was the spirit of the person who was buried there. So we actually found the place where the grave was a few years ago, did some investigating and all that. And um, this was maybe about 10 years ago or so. And supposedly what the, they made this, this gravestone out of, you know, certain material that had this greenish rock or something that was mixed in with it, that at night, if there was light or, you know, especially moonlight that would hit it, mm. it would reflect and make it look like it was glowing. That, so that would neat. be that would be cool yeah oh, yeah wow you yeah, know the thing i find cool. interesting joe is almost every cemetery i mean all across the probably the world has has some form of a i mean you know what like there's a cemetery not far from us here it's walking rosy you know what like, like if you go in there at night i've or never heard of that yeah yeah if you shine like a like a like a flashlight on it, it's supposed to move you know <laughs> of course the shadows and everything it just you know plays a trick on your eyes but yeah, there seems to be some type of a walking statue in almost I every. I thought there was like a uh, a white a, a, <clears throat> a woman in a white dress that would walk down that Braddock Road. Yeah, yeah, that too. From the cemetery, you yeah. can see. Oh, her wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, wonder, I wonder if that came about because I've noticed a lot of cemeteries. There's always a, a a huge statue in the middle of like a woman with exactly like a white like a long flowing dress, and of course, you know, it's all white. You know. Yep. Uh, rock or marble, whatever is used, but I wonder if that's where it came from because I know the big cemetery by me. It's it's a more contemporary one, but in the middle there's this 
mm-hmm. huge statue of a, a woman with a, a long, you know, white flowing dress. So I, I'm right. guessing if, you know, certain like, you know, you're in there at night and headlights hit it, it might look like it's with the shadows, like it's moving. Right. I mean, that yeah. was freaky, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's kind of cool, though, because when I went the other day to take some photographs inside the cemetery yeah, to do some things, uh, there was, a, you know, this woman tapping me on the shoulders. I was doing it. I go, hey, can you take some of my pictures? She, yeah, sure. Then she disappeared. But it was, <laughs> you know, you know? That would be freaky. If something like yeah. that, I'm like, yep, I'm leaving. Yeah. She probably <laughs> you, Eddie. Watch the yeah. be <laughs> You have your wallet still. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I mean, how how freaky would that be though? If you're there at night and all of a sudden you see this this statue walking across. Oh, absolutely! The graveyard. You'd be like, "Yep, you know what? Let me put this car in reverse. I'm, I'm getting out." Of here. Yeah. I was going to so fast. Cemeteries do take on a weird a weird feel to it at night. I mean, I was only in one maybe twice, and I tell you what, you know, <laughs> if you see them on the movies, they always have like yeah, a, almost that's... like a moonlighted. Yeah. No, these things are. You can't see. Yeah, you better have some type of a high beam There's flashlight. There's no lights anywhere. I mean, you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna say I because I've thought about this a, a lot over the years. I think as as we've gotten older and we watch movies and documentaries and read and all that, that it it gets in our psyche about strange things happening at um, cemeteries and all that. Because you know, when I was in high school, we we, we would go to the or the local cemetery, the one that had the big statue because it sat far back. Yeah, we would yeah. go back there with, with cars and we'd walk around because we'd go back there and, you know, drink and all that, hang out with girls and uh-huh. kind of party in the back. And we'd walk around the cemetery and it was never nothing like freaky or scary. But, you know, as you get yeah. older, yeah. I think in your psyche, you start thinking, you know, that there's there's some, you know, paranormal stuff going on there. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm more scared now than I was when I was a kid. I don't know. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, you know. No, I think thing, scaredy cat. The funny <laughs> thing I, I was gonna say is, uh, I had tried because I was doing the, I was looking to do the intro for the pod. I mean, for the weekly uh, Chuck's Corner, and for a week and a half, Chuck had already done the thing, and I'm like, I need to go and film this thing in a cemetery. So I'm, my wife makes a mistake, makes her own turn, and I go, you know what? Here's the cemetery. Let's stop there a second. And I go in, and you know, she went there because her, her uh, grandmother was buried there. So oh, it's yeah. it's a you know it's a pretty open cemetery. I mean, it's like kind of the center of town. So I go there, and I'm looking around, making sure no one's seeing me. You know, so I'm looking for an area where it's got some old tombstones, and I start filming the different. You know, I made like probably ten different films there, and I told my wife, "Do you do me a favor, please? I'm going to be here. I want you to film there. You know, next to a skeleton." And she. When she does that, the skeleton, uh, the way she said the camera was wrong, it looked like he was 10 feet high, and I'm there next to him, you know? (laughs) It was kind of funny. I'm like, whatever. And then I'm clapping my hand, so I said to her, look as I'm clapping and play the thing there so that the skeleton appears there. So I'm looking around. I'm saying, I hope nobody sees me. They're going (laughs) to think I'm nuts, you know? Oh, yeah. But... (laughs) I get that all the time, Eddie, so don't worry about it. But, I mean, it's just kind of funny, though. And, no, the best part is when I showed my mom, uh, she goes, oh, that's nice. Uh, where did you do it? I go, in the cemetery. That's a real cemetery? I go, no, Mom, I put a bunch of tombstones around me. <laughs> and, you know, of course it's a real cemetery. She goes, oh, my. Why would Aww. you? <laughs> that's funny. Because I started renting out my yard for, you know, to bury people so I could have a, my own yeah. cemetery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But like I said, watch that video coming out. I believe it's Friday at midnight. Uh, oh, that's the new Chuck's really cor- cool. Chuck's Corner. It's really cool. You really it's get so it. windy that day too. It was rough. Oh, I had a hard, I had a hard time filming this. It, it was terrible, but we we did do it. I tell you what, I I play on as soon as the the leaves start changing, it gets more fall. I, I'm gonna do a. Uh, I'd like to walk around. There's a, a old cemetery in Youngstown. I mean, it goes back to the the late 1700s. Wow. <laughs> I want to walk around, and I'm going to videotape yeah. while I walk around because there are some beautiful mausoleums there that are from mm-hmm. the you know early to mid 1800s, and it is just. I mean, it's it, it's really cool and spooky during the summer and spring months but in the fall there's just the, it's a totally different atmosphere yeah that's yeah. cool as soon as we get some you know the the leaves start changing i'm gonna I'm take my yearly walk through there but this time i'm gonna videotape the walk that way i could really go pro joe go pro. <laughs> yeah watch out for pickpockets you know what yeah i don't know pickpockets are walking yeah. statues no no what i was saying you can imagine what you got to do is find an old white sheet, you know, that you don't want no more. Yeah. And then put it behind one of those old tombstones and put an invisible control line. Yeah. And then have, have, you know, those, I forgot those boulders that used to, they used them in hunting and stuff where they have, uh, you set up like a trap and then it goes on and off. What you do is set it up for midnight so that it starts raising up and then the sheet starts coming behind the tomb. Imagine anybody passing by. That would be neat. Oh, wow. <laughs> I tell you what, in my city, we have this really old uh, cemetery. It's really small. It's maybe 50 yards by 50 yards, and it's up on a little hill. And it goes back to, um, I think it's kind of around the 1870s is the oldest tombs. There might be a few that are a little bit older, but it's it's really cool. And in the, the front of it, you, you notice that there's a um, – I'll have to get a picture and, and send it to you guys. But in the front of it, there's this long lump in the ground. And it's maybe about 20 yards long. And supposedly, and, and I haven't been able to find any hard evidence on this yet, but supposedly in the early 1900s, there was a, um, a flu pandemic in the area. Oh. And a lot of people died, so they just kind of threw them in this mass grave and, and covered it up. But you could clearly see in the front where it's it's mm. kind of humped for about 20 yards. Wow, wow. that's neat. Really, really spooky. Get a shovel yeah. and find out. This way you got pure evidence. Yeah, start digging, Joe. <laughs> start, start digging in there. You, you know, one of the when, things uh, I thought was oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say one of the things I thought was really cool is there's on if you go on YouTube and you put they're taking out, I forget what president it was. That it's supposed to be the president of the United States that supposedly was poisoned when he died, and they wanted to verify if it was or not. And and this president goes back before Lincoln, I think. And they excavated him. They took him out of the thing. That was kind of like a cool video. <laughs> oh, you can actually watch that. Oh, cool. We'll have to check it out. Jenny, what were you going to say? Oh, no, just on the same thing with the cemetery. So uh, when I used to walk home from school, there was a shortcut through a really old ancient cemetery. Um, and to put it into context, in the UK, it's very far north. So about 3 p.m. in the winter, it gets dark, like almost pitch black. It gets, so unlike here, you, you would walk home from school and it would be dark already. Um, and I tell you, I've never run so fast in my life when I decided <laughs> to take shortcuts through that cemetery. I was convinced I saw people behind the tombstones and I was never sure, like, is it other people walking the shortcut as well? Because it was quite a big difference between there was like where the school was and the big kind of housing estate. And they probably um, see you and they're like, there's somebody walking in the... the- yeah. Yeah, oh no, 100%. And so 
and you'd usually be like on your own and um so we used to yeah me and my friends or if I worse if I was on my own and I was like you know I'm I'm late I'm already taking too long to get home I'd run through the cemetery and I, I was convinced I always saw I don't know whether it's sometimes you know your mind's playing tricks on you um but it was it was like the best shortcut it saved about half an hour of the walk so <laughs> um yeah we used to have to just run like crazy through this um but I'm sure other people were doing the same and we just all spooked each other that's yeah, probably that's, what really happened. <laughs> were, were you really saving time or just scaring around? <laughs> just scaring each other. Yeah. No, it was really annoying because I was terrified to do it, but it was such a shortcut. It was like hard not to. <laughs> but yeah, there's some very old cemeteries in Europe that you could, could stumble across. Oh, yeah. Like, and so you've got to be careful as well. I mean, I stuck to the path. I would not dare leave the path because some of them when they get really old don't forget that the ground is uneven because you've got probably many years of burials so sometimes it collapses mm -hmm. you know and there's big holes and you, you literally fall into a <laughs> grave so I was not risking that at any oh, chance <laughs> so um, uh, yeah no I, was, I was stuck to the path I wouldn't dare but the path again because it was it was so old so I don't know if you've ever seen the ones and the the path is much lower than the ground because over the years they've had to build build the ground up and up and up for all the burials. And I was also convinced that an arm one day would come out the side <laughs> and just grab me as <laughs> so I was trying to run through. So yeah, so I was a pretty fast runner when I was younger. <laughs> so. Oh, that would be freaky. <laughs> I learned to run in the cemetery. You know? Oh no, it was it was so silly. Well, you really you think about it in the daytime. You'd be like when it was daylight, I strolled through no problem. It was very pretty. You know, there's always lovely flowers on the graves and things like that. But at nighttime, oh my gosh, in the winter, oh, I never run so fast in my life. <laughs> yeah, that would be, I tell you what, that would be kind of, it would be cool to see. But yeah, I would, as a kid, it would be, be a little bit scary, I would think. You see this, you know, white skeleton hand sticking out of the ground. And... <laughs> Yeah, that might scar you for life seeing something like that <laughs> at a young age. As older, we're like, hey, let's get our phones out and let's videotape it and we're going to put it on House of the Unusual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I, I would I would love to, even around here, because I know there's some older cemeteries and, and they only go back to the 1800s, but I've looked online a little bit. Sometimes you could find pictures and there's some, there's some beautiful uh, tombstones, you know, th that came out in the 1800s especially the, the mausoleums. I, I love seeing those. I oh, mean, wow. just, just the way they were built at the time. I mean, they had to be very, very expensive because they're, they're very well built. I mean, just all that stone and masonry work. Oh yeah. So much money went into it. You've got, you guys have them. I don't know if you, any of you've been down to the cemeteries in New Orleans, like they, they're impressive. The, the mausoleums there. Um, when I was down there, I was down there for Hurricane Katrina. I wanted to try to look for some, and I, I never had a chance to really kind of go out and see, you know, what kind of cemeteries there were, the, the mausoleums and all that. But, yeah, I, I bet you they have some really cool ones down there. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. And you could do, although I did the tour in the daytime, I will be honest, I was a bit of a wimp. <laughs> um but they're fascinating because, again, they're, they're also really old. They're quite a few hundred years old. And same thing where they've just uh, so much money has gone into making these huge family tombs. <laughs> I, think we lost get few, I think we lost a few people here. Chuck and it looks like Chuck and Sherry uh, dipped out. Eddie, are you still around? Yeah, I um, it's kind of interesting because a lot of times when Jenny was talking today, I think there's something going on today. Um, 
when Jenny was talking and stuff, she was going to announce it. When I actually kind of cut her without meaning, I didn't realize, I thought she had stopped, but I see that. But now she's coming in clear. Chuck and Sherry Chuck and have- Sherry, they, they went their, their, uh, they're walking the, the cemetery. <laughs> I, I think they walked the cemetery too long and somebody caught them. Yeah, I don't know where they, they just kind of faded out. But yeah, I wanted to, to tell them and, uh, you know, let you guys know too, is that I finally, you know, because I, I had done, and this will kind of tie in with our, our cryptid talk and cemetery talk and all that. But years ago, I was doing uh, invest, UFO investigations for MUFON. And I did it for about three years. I had a little over 100 cases that I, I researched. So I finally got a hold of MUFON and, you know, because I wanted to start doing the investigations again. I said, you know, if I find some cool um, cases or something that seemed legit, you know, I could bring them on here and we could discuss them and everything. Oh. So, I hey, there's Chuck and Sherry. Sorry, we had some technical on. difficulties. We've had problems yeah. with this Internet the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah I think it was actually kind of funny because we just clicked off and uh, Sherry's going, Eddie, Joe, Jenny. <laughs> so anyway, I think it has, something, it has something to do with the message. But, but Chuck and Sherry, I, I was just telling Jenny and Eddie, I, I'm, I'm going to start MUFON investigations again. Oh, nice. I finally got a hold of them. I have to uh, study the book and take the test again because it's been – I guess after two years of not doing it, you have to, you know, recertify and everything. So it's been four years for me. So wow. I just got my book on Monday. I started looking at it yesterday and hopefully in a few weeks I could start investigating, you know, UFO sightings again for them. And if I have any cool ones, definitely be bringing it on here to discuss and see what you guys think of them as well. That sounds good. That would be cool. It shall be Joe, the investigator. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, there's this, there's a really, I wanted to let you guys know if you, if any of you guys have Netflix out there, there's this really cool uh, documentary series that's called Top Secret UFO Projects Declassified. Oh, it, check that out. Yeah, we got Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out last year and I, I started watching, I think I'm on the, the third one. I, I've been watching it over about four weeks just because I could, just with my time, I, I watch in like 15, 20 minute increments, but it, there's some really cool cases mm. on there. And I actually took some notes about some of the cases that I had never even heard of, or some little tidbits that I never even heard of, but it's well worth checking out. It, it's very well done. Each show kind of digs into three or four or so cases. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And um, a couple of days ago, I had watched Fox nation uh tucker carlson had did a little documentary on cattle mutilations oh neat. i really see that to see if there's any new information on cattle mutilations because you know they go that goes hand in hand with ufos and all that i said you know maybe you know i could take some notes this will be you know good you know stuff to learn and it was it was only about a half hour long and it was it was very lacking. There was no new information and it was just kind of real haste. It seemed like it was real hastily put together and it was over and done with quick. Uh, it wasn't that, that good, but that UFO declassified, that's definitely worth uh, checking out. Oh, definitely check it out. So Sherry, did you check out uh, war of the worlds? You know what? We didn't. That's another movie. We really don't oh, get. Come on, Sherry. We don't get that one. I know. Um, you don't have it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, you can buy it or oh. rent it. Yeah, so we didn't actually we didn't um, get a chance, but I saw it 
yeah. saw it years yeah. ago. It's a, it's a cool movie, you guys got Netflix. Check out that uh, that UFO uh, documentary series. Okay. You guys would. I think you guys would really enjoy that. What was Did you movie? see the goon from the Black Lagoon by any coincidence? Who? Did you see the goon? The goon from the Black Lagoon. Oh, the goon from the Black Lagoon. Oh, the goon. I know him. I love him. <laughs> we saw that movie Jenny, it's the creature. She just changed the name. I did. Right. You know it big... rhymes, right? Yeah. Jenny, right, Jenny? Jenny, yeah. you know what? Jenny, you know what I, I like want it. to ask you? Did you ever have any uh, UFO sightings or experiences? No, it's it's not really a... I think it's bigger here. It's not really... Um, or maybe I've just hung out with the wrong people, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's it's Start a bigger thing here. Like, yeah, like maybe maybe uh, the US has had more is in more contact, more dialogue with the aliens, perhaps. That's uh, yeah, we're just could be, could be. we're left we're left yeah. a bit more behind. <laughs> or it's our government, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. maybe you guys have have more chats than we do. No. So mm-hmm. we have Investigator Joe. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it seems like because it's probably more military, you know, based aircraft. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. that's probably why that we see a lot of it because mm-hmm. it seems like around every corner in the U.S. there's a military base, and that's true. You, know, true. you never know what's flying in or out of there. So, but I was just wondering mm-hmm. if you know over in Scotland or anything, if that was a, a big thing, UFO sightings or anything like that, or, or if anybody in your family had had witnessed anything. No, no, it's not something. Um... I don't know if it's maybe it's a niche that I was not exposed to. Perhaps that there is like a, a, a lot of people that are, have seen things, but not not that I was aware of, to be honest. I kind of think like Europe and all that, because it's 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 the history goes back so many centuries that there's more paranormal stuff that goes on in Europe. That's yeah, because it's so old, it goes back yeah. so many years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, with the castles <laughs> and the locks and you know the cool forests and all that. That's I kind of get like the paranormal vibe you know when exactly. you think of and Europe. folklore yeah. Yeah. And i love that uh joe uh what in europe towards the france and spain wasn't that like in the early 70s where a lot of ufos were seen in that area or exposed i could swear that i heard there was like a wave a couple of years that you know that everything that came was from that area up there uh is that correct or wrong I don't know. They uh, they might have. There, I I have heard of UFO flaps in Europe before on certain areas, but I, I tend to think that it's it's and I haven't really dug into them. But I, I would guess that they're probably close to military bases out there. Yeah, which makes it uh, like I've always said, they're probably more like experimental, uh, you know, drones and stuff they have, and and you know the government uses that as a great cover up. Let them oh, believe yeah. it's a UFO. This way, they're not going to be sneaking <laughs> into here. I mean, it's bad enough right now. They have more people in, in what do they call that area fifty-one trying to get in than mm. they are coming in across the border right now. <laughs> you know, that's it's a perfect cover for military craft because you put up an experimental plane or something, and you know, people start saying it's UFO, UFO, and it's easy to try to discredit and make those people sound crazy, and nobody <laughs> looks into yeah. what your experimental. Plane yeah. is. I think they did that a lot with the uh, the stealth bomber when that w- was, you know, mm-hmm. taking flight a lot during the seventies and eighties, and people were were seeing these black UFOs in there, and it was actually the stealth bomber. But I, I would, I would mm-hmm. think the government's like, yeah, that's great. Hey, keep 
thinking it's aliens and all that. That way, these uh-huh. other countries don't look into our our technology. Oh yeah, there that, you yeah go. that's probably what it is. I would bet you ninety five percent of it is that. With very little, you did move on. You did the. That's why I, I kind of think that's what a lot of it is is now, especially you know, they a lot of people see those black triangles, and there's a lot of good evidence that it's a um, it, it's a military craft. Yeah. Or um, like surveillance and all that. Oh, absolutely. Hey, how about how about a few of these sightings? They're they're huge. I mean, some of these crafts that you know that the, the people have seen they're they're like uh, three times the size of a, a football field, and they got windows and. I mean, I mean, those are the luxury, that, yeah, those are the luxury ones. <laughs> I think those are legendary ones. Charlie. I mean, yeah, you gotta pay good money to fly on those, <laughs> it's gonna take a little bit of bit money to go in there. Just no. for business class, <laughs> those are only the only one that can ride that is Joe because he's Joe the investigator, yeah, Joe the investigator yeah. from MUFON. Yeah. yeah, I mean, though, but that's amazing. I mean, though, if it's if these things are that big, people have, have said they're, they're gigantic. Hey, you know? hey, Joe. Are there any people alive that worked in Project Blue Book? Oh, any retired persons that you have contact with or nobody that you know of that actually did work in the real Project Blue Book? I, that, I, that I don't know if anybody's still alive from there. I know there's a guy in, um, I think he's down in Southern Ohio. He's actually part of Move on Ohio that came across some old Blue Book documents years ago. He was actually on Coast to Coast. Um and he was talking about them. I'm hearing a real bad echo from somebody who's echoing. Uh, that's you, Joe. So I think it's. I'm telling you, I got your first case. The day we got some stuff going project. on with our our computers tonight, man. Yeah, we do technology. Huh? No, you need to find out, Joe, what really happened in Eddie's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What happened to Eddie's electricity? Did he not pay his bill? <laughs> Jenny? Yeah. How long are you going to be in Scotland for a visit? Um, uh, three weeks, I think. Oh, that's I'm... nice. <laughs> yes, you no, take, be great. You're taking your baby, I'm assuming, and going to go visit yes. family. That'll be so yes, exciting. Well, so, you you know, the funny thing is, um, which hadn't occurred to me because I've just got his passport. So he's American. Uh-huh. And I don't know which queue I'm supposed to go in the passport thing now, because technically I go in one. <laughs> Bless him, he has to go in another. So I think I'm just going to have to ask him nicely if I can take my kid with me, even though we have different nationalities. <laughs> yeah, that is something. Like, he's, he's with me, I promise. <laughs> well, safe travels when you do go. Oh, thank Definitely. you. Yeah, I'll you, yeah, I'm very be, excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be exciting when you come back, the day she swam with the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and get in there. It's quite it's quite cold even this time of year, but I'll, I'll give it a good go. <laughs> well, hey, guys, we got a, uh, a few minutes here left in the podcast. This has been a, a great talk. I always enjoy talking, you know, cryptids and UFOs and paranormal stuff, and we always ha- have good stories. So we're going to wrap it up here. And... Uh, just want to let everyone know mymoviemonsters.com, the new Scary Monsters number 128, all hail the horror host issue, is available for pre order. And don't forget to pick up issue number 127, Island Ghouls issue. It's now shipping, it's at all the uh, local bookstores. And also, the Castle of Frankenstein magazine number 36 is up for pre order. The, the people that own Scary Monsters. They got all the documents and everything from uh, the government, from the Patent and Trademark Office. 
they are now the owners of Castle Frankenstein. They're going to continue the magazine. It's probably going to be coming out, I'm thinking, around October or so. But, you know, keep checking out MyMovieMonsters.com, and uh, they'll have it up there when it's available. Also, check us out, HouseOfTheUnusual.com. That's our flagship site. We have a great forum there. Uh, It's free to join. Go on there. Let us know if there's some uh, stuff that you want us to talk about and, and yeah. put it on the forum there. We had a few people that gave us some great topics, which we'll be touching on here in the next few weeks. Last week, we talked about uh, some old food products and all mm-hmm. that that no longer existed in fast food. And that was a fantastic talk. It made me so hungry during it. Yeah. <laughs> talking about all the, the snacks and the, uh, the fast foods. But yeah, if you haven't checked that one out, it was last week's podcast all about uh, forgotten foods and everything. So we'll be touching on a lot more different subjects here in the future. But if there's something in particular you want us to uh, talk about, let us know. Drop us a line on there. And even if you want to be a guest, uh, let us know. Also on YouTube, House of the Unusual, Chuck and Eddie are always putting out some great videos on there. Definitely check them out. Subscribe to the channel. Like all the videos and all that good stuff. And, guys, we put out a new podcast every single week. On Thursdays it comes out. You can find this on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Subscribe to our channel. Give us a good review because that definitely helps us with the, uh, the algorithms and all that good stuff. And we would definitely appreciate it. And we thank you guys for listening each and every week. And if you're new listeners, welcome on board. And thank you for joining us. So, guys, that's all we got for this week. So, uh, Chuck, Sherry, Jenny, Eddie, guys, thank you for uh, joining us. This has been a great topic of conversation, and hopefully we could all do this again very soon. So, guys. All right. Take care. God, God bless. bless. Take care, guys. Take all right, guys. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.